You are Locked On Red Sox and Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Gabby Hurlbut, I'm Matt Cozy. This is a special crossover episode to get your weekend started as the Cubs begin a series with the Red Sox on Friday. Cubs are 42 and 47 and seven games out of first in the NL Central. Red Sox are 48 and 43, nine games out of first in the AL East and two games out of the AL wildcard. Gabby, both teams, despite difference in win-loss record, are in what I would define as a sort of a bubble position. We're not sure what each of these teams are going to do at the trade deadline, and they both need this first stretch out of the break to go well in order to become a buyer and, and stay in the mix for the postseason. Excited for this crossover with you, and let's start talking baseball. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for the wonderful intro there. Uh, I'm excited to talk some baseball with you. And it's cool to talk to somebody who, you know, their favorite team is in a similar position as my favorite team as we head into this second half schedule. And it should be a good series this weekend because it's really apparent for the Red Sox to get off to a good start in the second half as they're solidifying their identity going into the trade deadline. And while the Cubs had a roller coaster first half and ended uh, more of the same, they actually had a really nice stretch there from from June 9th through the first game of the London series. They went 11 and two, but the Red Sox, Gabby, are are winners of five straight, right? Yes, yeah, they are. They're riding a five game win streak, so the momentum is definitely there. They took care of business against Oakland in the last series, heading into the break, which was huge because. The Red Sox this season really have not played well against teams that they should be able to beat. Um, mm. So I was a little bit concerned going into the series against Oakland, but they took care of business in that series. So they are feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. It was a great way to go into the All-Star break. They're now only two games out of the AL Wild Card, as you mentioned before. And, you know, the two teams ahead of them are the Yankees and Blue Jays, both in their wow. own division. They have played well against both of those teams this season. Um, so just got to keep that momentum going because things seem to be starting to click now. Yeah, that's that's a really good thing. And uh, for the Cubs, they have 10 games at home to open the second half. And the big narrative this week entering Friday's game has been, well, they have a softer schedule to open the second half. Three with the Red Sox three with the Nationals, four with the Cardinals, and then they they go on the road and, and play a, a pretty favorable schedule as well to, to end the month of July. But it's really not light to open the half. I think that's incorrect because the Red Sox, yeah, you could, you could uh, paint the picture that they're a last place team, but so what? Last place in one of the better divisions that we've seen in a long time. So for the Cubs, you actually have a pretty difficult beginning of this half. You have a team that that won those five games. And yeah, you would love to go seven and three over this next stretch, Gabby. That's what we've set as the barometer earlier this week on the show to really firm up the Cubs continuing to be in the mix of the postseason to go seven and three in these first 10. But you know, coming out of the gate strong is probably easier said than done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because 
I feel like there's some pretty evenly matched talent on these two teams as they go into this weekend series. I really think it can go either way. The pitching matchups, just from even a quick glance, is going to be, you know, um, pretty competitive. The Red Sox offense this season overall has really been inconsistent. There has been days where they'll put up nine or ten runs, and then the next day they'll score one or even zero. Um, so it's been an absolute roller coaster of a season, especially from an offensive standpoint. When talent-wise on the roster, they have people who can hit. And it was just mm. a matter of why are they not seemingly able to figure out the bats and why are people being so inconsistent at the plate? Um, you know, Raphael Devers hasn't had the season that we has, have hoped that he would. He's not having a bad season by any stretch, but he's not having a Devers type of season. And he just obviously signed a big contract extension with the Red Sox. So he might be feeling a little bit of the pressure of that, Mm -hmm. of having to perform because he just signed this massive extension and knowing he is the face of the franchise now. So I definitely think that that is part of that. But my biggest worry with the team right now, based on what we've seen in 2023, is just that inconsistency. Um, At the beginning of the season, the pitching was really looking pretty bad, primarily the starting rotation. And there's been tons of injuries, especially from a pitching standpoint with the Red Sox this season. And they've tried to make it work as best as they can, but they still do need to acquire some pitching if they decide they want to try to make a playoff push. Um, But then the pitching was starting to click and the offense fell off. So it was really a matter of, trying to put everything together. And now based on what I've seen really over the last couple of weeks, it seems like they've really started to figure out how to put everything together. And that's the team to me that can be taken seriously in the playoff conversation. So if we had this conversation, you know, a month or so ago, I would say the Red Sox could be considered a softer part of the club schedule going into the series. But the fact that they're playing a lot better baseball now and more showing the talent that they have on the team, I think it's going to be a tough series for both teams. And what's your view of Alex Cora? Because we've logged a lot of minutes on this program about Cubs manager, David Ross, former Red Sox uh, player as well. Um, and Alex Cora seems to be one who will step up and take accountability when, when the team was cold there earlier this season in, in April and May. Uh, I remember one one or two quotes specifically where, where he was pretty upfront about his role. Um, you know, th- this is a manager that did help the, the team win a, a world championship. Do you, from your side of the glass, how do you view his role and, and kind of the manager's role on in terms of the, the baseball performance? Right, yeah. There's been a lot of mixed feelings on Alex Cora among the fan base, especially this season. I think he is on the hot seat a little bit. Um, I give him the benefit of the doubt in some ways because it's not his fault that all these players have gotten injured. It's not his fault sure. that um, you know, players aren't performing up to their expectations. But at the same time, from a clubhouse standpoint, he is the guy that has to step up and create that good vibe in the clubhouse for the players to be a part of. And I haven't always gotten the sense that he's been the best with building up that clubhouse. And yeah, he won the Red Sox a World Series in 2018. But look at how stacked that roster was. That team was just not losing. And it was just 
just all season long, they were the best team. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying any manager could take that situation and win the World Series, but I think there's a good amount of managers who probably could. Um, and so I think what I'm really looking at with Alex Cora now, and I've always been a pretty big Alex Cora fan, but just the main thing I'm focusing on with him now is what can he do to turn this team around when things aren't going well, because they've had some really bad stretches this season where it seems like they weren't able to turn it around and now they are starting to. Um, and so you wonder behind the scenes, is that something Cora is doing or not doing, or if it's more the players taking it upon themselves to have that motivation. Um, so I'm looking at really his ability to kind of rally this clubhouse and keep them in the mindset of we can do this and we can be a good baseball team that deserves a postseason spot. Um, and, you know, some of his decision-making in terms of lineups, who he's rotating in um, and how he utilizes the bullpen are up for question. Um, but it is hard. Like he was in a hard spot the last couple of years, really, because um, last season in particular, he just didn't really have a whole lot to work with. There just wasn't, um, you know, a ton of talent on the roster. It was a really, really tough season for the Red Sox. So it was interesting to me to see how they bounce back from that. Um, but I, I do think, you know, when it comes to his future with the organization, I do think he could be on the hot seat now, um, mm. starting to be, um, if they don't consistently stay the way that they're playing for the rest of the season, because obviously the players have to perform, but you also should look at the manager and say, is this manager capable of keeping that clubhouse, you know, together and keeping everybody motivated and focused and just create a good environment for them to play in. So that's the main thing I'm looking at with him. I'm not one of those people that's saying fire Cora today because there are okay. people that are saying that. Um, but I'm also not like he's the manager we should keep around forever. I think I'm very much in the middle right now of, okay, he needs a little bit more time to be able to figure this out. But if they stay playing good baseball the rest of this season and he's able to keep them focused and in check, then um, you can start to say, okay, maybe he is the guy that can really lead this team. But I do think his um, management decisions at the moment are a little bit in question. Yeah, it's interesting to hear your perspective on the manager of the, the team that you're a diehard fan for because – David Ross has received a lot more scrutiny over the last, even I would say, three or four weeks. And the Cubs have been mired by a lot of one and two run losses, um, you know, just a lot of close games. 60% of their losses are by three runs or less. And when you break down the numbers and you look at the margins of the roster or, or margins just game to game, we're of the, the view that a lot of that does come down to the dugout and decisions that have been made. And um, unfortunately, there's been a lot of uh, sludge that Ross has had to go through and uh, that has now been built up. And this is, he's no uh, rookie to this position anymore. It's already his, his fourth year. And so if he needs a fresh start, Friday is the opportunity to do that. You know, you, he could go in there Friday, close the doors, as we talked about on Thursday's episode, and say, hey, here's where we're at. We just need to think about today, 
think about this homestand. What can we do between now and, and these 10 games against these three opponents? Um, and so I'm really curious to see how they respond Friday night. And it really is a fresh start. You talk a lot about the offense for the Red Sox. The Cubs need that too. And uh, I could think of two players specifically, you know, Ian Happ and, and Seiya Suzuki. And we're going to hear more about players on both sides and go over the pitching matchups um, in a couple minutes as well. We're going to preview the matchups, go over game times, then also get to some Cubs and Red Sox history. And we're going to do that right after this. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun series for sure, regardless of the outcome. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how the Red Sox come out and respond. So if you're anything like me, you know absolutely nothing about cars or car parts, and you are completely lost when it comes to navigating what your car actually needs. And I always panic every time some light turns on in my car and I have no idea what it is. So I'm always calling my dad and asking him, <laughs> what does this mean? And what do I have to do to fix it? But eBay Motors definitely has you covered. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, I mean, they're fantastic. I highly recommend checking out eBay Motors every time you need a car part. And if you do a lot of driving, the chances of this happening are likely. Um, whether you have a long commute to work or you just drive around a lot. eBay Motors is definitely your place and it really is the place to go, especially if you're clueless like me and really need the guidance in terms of what part does my car need right now. The Cubs play the Red Sox at 7.05 p.m. Central Friday and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs hometown broadcast on Sirius XM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune in to Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on Sirius XM. Pitching matchups this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, 705, 120, and 120. Uh, so those are central standard times there. Friday night is the only is uh only the second Friday night game in Wrigley Field history, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's gonna be yeah. Bayo against Hendricks, Paxton against Stroman, and Crawford against Steele. First thing that that jumps out with these matchups because it's the team's best three pitchers to open the half. Yep. yep, absolutely. I mean, just even looking at the pitching matchups, this is not going to be easy for either team offensively. They're going to have to generate runs early. I'm looking at Friday night's matchup. I mean, Brian Bayo is truly the ace of the Red Sox staff right now. He is the guy who every time he starts – 
fans get excited for him to be on the mound because you know the majority of the time that he's pitching, you're going to win that game. He's really, really good about limiting damage. If he has traffic on the bases, he keeps his composure, and he's really, really good about getting out of jams. And he's super hard to hit against. Um, He has a really, really good mix in his pitches now, which is something that he's been working on developing over the last couple years. But he has the longevity He'll pitch seven or eight innings, which has been huge for the Red Sox because they've had a longevity problem from their starting pitching for a lot of the season. But he is that guy that you look at right now with the Red Sox pitching staff and say he is our ace and he's the guy that we go to when we want to see that one person on the mound um, to get us a win in crucial situations. So I have a lot of faith in Bayo. My problem, though, is they are not the best at giving him run support. I call it okay. like Jacob deGrom with the Mets 2.0. Yeah. Um, he'll have really, really good starts, and he'll give up one or two runs, and then the offense can't score enough for him to win that game. So I am much more concerned about the offense going into that game than I am Bayo. If they provide run support for Bayo, um, I think that they can win that game because he – He's very, very good with um, just diminishing the damage when he's on the mound, and and he's really, really tough to face as a hitter. Hendricks, Strowman, and Steele have been excellent for the Cubs this season, although it's odd that it's that order to open the half because Hendricks closed the first half. So it's it's pretty <laughs> rare that you have the pitcher who closed the first half on that Sunday open the second on Friday, but that's what the Cubs have decided to do with Hendricks. He's going to be followed by Stroman and Steele. Uh, I think I, I figured out the reason why, uh, because the national series, then you'd have a combo of Smiley, Tyone, and then Hendricks to close out that series, which means Stroman and Steele would lead off the Cardinal series. But you got to take it game by game, and we'll see if these three dudes can uh, continue the the nice run that they're on and really keeping this team in the mix. Cubs with their offensive uh, mainstays of Horner, Hap, Suzuki, Bellinger, Morrell. Uh, Swanson currently on the IL with a foot injury, but he could be activated as early as Sunday. Gabby, who are a couple uh, names in terms of the offense that we can be aware of uh, for the Red Sox this weekend? Sure. Yeah. You're definitely going to want to keep an eye on Jaron Duran. He's been on an absolute tear lately and is one of the biggest reasons why the Red Sox are on this win streak that they're on and they've climbed back into the wild card race. He's a doubles machine. Um, He's been hitting really consistently. He's not afraid to make contact and he can now hit to more parts of the ballpark than he was able to do last year. He's really developed his confidence um, and Hopefully this run that he's on can continue because he is somebody who Red Sox fans were really hopeful for. And last year he struggled, but he's really, really improved a lot this year. So if he does anything like he was doing in these last couple of weeks of the first half, he's definitely one of the most dangerous hitters in the lineup right now. And Masataka Yoshida is another one who offensively has been great for the Red Sox since they signed him in the offseason People were hesitant about signing him um, because, you know, he was an unproven player. People weren't sure if his skills were going to translate over here. But he's been very, very good at the plate. He can hit singles. He can hit doubles. He can hit home runs. He actually hit the go-ahead home run for the Red Sox on Sunday in the eighth inning against Oakland. Um, So he can make things happen. 
he doesn't always just hit for power. He hits for contact a lot, um, and he can steal bases. So Yoshida is a good guy to keep an eye on because he's been one of the most consistent hitters this season. And the third person I'd say right now is Justin Turner. He especially is going to be important in this series because he's such a disciplined hitter and he can work pitch counts. And with the pitchers that the Cubs have throwing in this series, he'll it's going to be key for him to really, really put pressure on those pitchers, work their pitch counts in his at-bat in an attempt for the Red Sox to get those starters out of the game earlier. Um, and so I can always rely on him to be that guy who is very, very disciplined at the plate. He'll take his walks. He, um, you know, is very, very picky about um, what he swings at. And he's, his pitch selection is just really top notch. But again, he's been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so he's the guy who will really, really work those pitch counts, challenge pitchers. And um, when there's runners on base, he is usually Mr. Clutch in those situations. And he's the guy I want at the plate when um, there's people on base, because a lot of times he'll score people too. Yeah, he has a, a great track record and someone that uh, we actually wanted the Cubs to target this past winter. Coming up next, we close out with some history between these two clubs. There, uh, There's a lot, of course, with the diehard fan bases, but these teams have actually not matched up a whole lot over the years. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Oh, my goodness. I can't. Uh, begin to tell you how nice these shorts are. I'm currently wearing a pair of bird dogs right now, right after this show. We we press stop. I'm going to upload it, and then I'm going on a, a mini road trip, and I'm going to do that with my uh, bird dogs. And the truth is it could be for a road trip, going to a baseball game, going out with friends, a bike ride. Uh, maybe you're chilling in a hammock in the summertime. They're just that comfortable and versatile uh, that you can use bird dogs wherever you are. They're stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And they invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Plus, they have an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB. And if you do that right now, they're going to include a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. June 10th, 2005 was the first time since 1918 the Cubs and Red Sox played each other as the two teams met up for a three-game series that weekend at Wrigley. They've since also played in 11, 12, 14, 17, and also last year uh, at Fenway Park. Um, immaculate grid material here, Gabby. Uh, we did want to let everybody know that 195 players have played for both of these franchises. Wow. The most recent being current Red Sox relief pitcher Chris Martin, who played for the Cubs last year. Um, have you have you been playing that game, by the way? 
No, I heard it's super addicting though. My boyfriend has been playing it. He was playing it the other day actually. And I asked him what he was doing. Cause I just saw like what looked like a graph on his phone. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? And he said, it's a really addicting game and he coaches baseball. So I guess some of his players showed oh, him sure. the game originally. And he's been playing every day. He said, it's like they do one puzzle a day and right, then you get right. a certain number of chances to guess between you know what the answers are there's probably several answers for some of them i would imagine but he showed it to me and i kind of want to start playing it you got to yeah and i wouldn't have thought that many people played for both of these teams but uh just a ton of options for that game and uh, you probably learned so much too about just more history from from playing the game speaking of history that june 10th 2005 game I was there at Wrigley with my dad. Greg Maddox pitched for the Cubs, and Bronson Arroyo pitched for the Red Sox. Uh, The Red Sox defending champions that season. The Cubs would go on to win the World Series 11 years later. Cubs won that day 14-6. And here's the big twist, and I I remember this, including the the last homer I'm going to mention. I remember it distinctly. Four home runs were hit by the Cubs that day, two by Jeremy Burnett's, one by Todd Hollinsworth, and one by Greg Maddox, the pitcher. No way. Yeah, left center. He parked one out. I'll always remember that. That's so And it was either after that game or later that summer, I saw him at Nike Town downtown after the game. Are you serious? Yeah. we were. I was going down the escalator. Greg Maddox was coming up. I'll always remember that. What a story that is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, really excited for this series, Gabby. And, and thank you so much for a, a special crossover. Yeah. Thank you so much for the crossover as well. I'm excited to watch the Red Sox play at Wrigley. It is at the top of my list for ballparks. I still need oh, to yeah. check out and go to. I've heard just amazing things about it. it, it it's that and Fenway are the two most historic ballparks in baseball right Easily. now. So it's yeah. you know it's it's cool to be fans of teams who both have ballparks that are just as historic and genuine as they are. And um, so I'm I'm so excited to see them play there. I was super close to booking a flight to oh, Chicago to watch awesome. games in that series this weekend because okay. I want to go to Wrigley so badly. But it'll happen one day. Yeah, maybe in the the 2023 World Series. Yeah, yeah. When those these two teams are facing each other in the World Series, I'll fly down there and uh, go to a couple of the games. Sounds good. All <laughs> right, let's bring on the second half for Gabby Hurlbut. I'm Matt Cozy, and you are now locked on Red Sox and locked on Cubs.